We're in the holiday season and we're going to talk about productivity in the Christmas season. Some advice for planning for the new year, big lessons from this year that we're taking into the new year, personal goals we're setting for next year and fun things we want to do and achieve. It'll challenge you to think, reflect, plan. So join us for this little fireside chat. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and a little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. We're in the holiday season, end of year 2023. We're gonna have a little fireside chat with the boys. There'll be no chestnuts roasting on an open fire, but we are going to talk about productivity in the Christmas season. Some advice for planning for the new year, big lessons from this year that we're taking into the new year, personal goals we're setting for next year, and fun things we want to do and achieve. So join us for this little fireside chat. The questions we're discussing here, what I'd love you, the listener, to do on your side is also answer them as we go along or write them down for later, answer them because it'll challenge you to think, reflect, plan. And I feel it's going to be great. How you guys doing round table? How you guys doing? Feeling good. We ready. We uh, ready. Yeah. We ready for y'all uh, in 2024. Uh, we coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Jay Sonny, what up? Uh, chilling, baby. I feel, uh, you know, I feel happy and blessed to get on this. I think more and more I look forward to these opportunities of getting the minds gathered here together to expand on some topics and truly, truly feel grateful and inspired that we get to meet up with this. So it's a fun season that we're going through right now trying to, I like this topic of kind of having a game plan, thinking mm -hmm. about goals, organizing, our mindset, and reflecting. So this is a fun one, but life is good right now. Nice. Yes, sir. So let's kick it off. We're in the holiday season. Yes. What's a great memory you have over the years for the holidays? Man, holiday season. I remember every that one time of the year to where my moms and my dad would be super kind to each other. And I just loved it. And I love like mm -hmm. the energy that the season brings. People are typically a little more generous to others. Oh, oh, let me get the door. No, you let me get the door. No, you let me. Oh, hey, happy, happy, bless. I love all of that because I, I don't think yeah. it's fake. I think generally, truly, yeah. everybody wants to be that type of individual twenty four seven throughout the year. It's just yeah. the life hits, and you have these different moments, and it adds a little stressor. But I love what the season brings. I love how it affects people, where they want to be generous, want to be more courteous, want to be more kind to each other. I love it mm -hmm. all, and they, you know, family, big family time for me. So yeah, and that, that that's me, yeah. my family man, family time. That that's us. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, the memories that comes up over the years, you know, Trinidadians, and I'm going back to Trinidad for the holiday season, 
And the thing that I remember is, you know, the smell of the oven, the baked breads and the mm. cakes. And my mom or whoever I was staying at is just love to cook, you know, festive. You know, we have the Christmas tree. But one thing also, it's a lot of work coming up to Christmas season because Trinidadians, they just love to clean their yards and their house and paint their houses and stuff. I don't know if that's kind of an international thing, but that's what we do. So, See, y'all do y'all spring cleaning in the wintertime. Exactly. We, we do it. Yeah, <laughs> we do it just because it's summertime still in the Caribbean around its time. So that's still true, warm yeah. and nice there. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jay? Man, I just, I love... I think it's just really getting enriched in the season and enjoying just the the change of pace. I think from mm -hmm. I'm a big nature person getting outside and being able to bundle up and get outside. Yeah. I'm the type of person that like all year round, I want to get out and go for runs and walks with my dog and just yeah. being out, just noticing the difference in nature that the leaves, the colors changing. I have big memories growing up in the Northwest of, of just being around snow, like this type mm. of season represents snow coming and being able to go snowboarding and to me it's just memories i mean i grew up a lot of my childhood was in oregon and idaho but like going sledding the snow mm. the happiness of like just going outside for the day and i mean i could sled down a hill that was like <laughs> a few hundred feet from my house and right. so just doing a, i think a bunch of those fun activities it represents times where we're planning trips i think always looking forward to whether it was just going up to a hill or a mountain to play mm -hmm. in slow and then come in that warm contrast of being out cold and get to come into something warm, have some warm food, snacks, yeah. and be around family and just share that love, baby. The vibes. So I have a follow-up question to that. You say you slow down the pace. Now, this is a question for both of you. Do you slow down, deliberately slow down, take time off for the holiday season? Or do you keep the pace? Do you keep the intensity? Do you keep the focus and productivity? I'll just touch on that really quick since yeah. I was just spitting. I think given that I've been in the health and fitness industry for well over a decade, you know, now probably approaching 15 years or so, mm -hmm. for me, it's on the cusp of like a really busy season. It's funny because yeah. as I've worked with clients, there's so many distractions as you're going through the holidays, whether it's me hosting challenges or working in gyms and studios and coming to this holiday period where we know that this is the time that people get through that cliche New Year's resolution time and kind of new beginnings. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like it's probably a little busier. I definitely try to enjoy unplugging and getting some like nuggets of taking time off and, mm -hmm. and use it as an opportunity to try to get ahead, but have some mixed unplugging. So yeah, definitely not completely unplugged. So I, I keep a little bit of productivity yeah. intertwined in it. Mixing it up. Dreams? Yeah, man. Um, around this year, um, one memory I remember we had, and it was recent. It was like the year right before me and my wife purchased our new home. It was actually the year before. And it turned out being such a big year for us because mm -hmm. we did these vision boards around New Year's. Mm -hmm. I remember that night, just me and my wife running around to CVS, to in front of Walmart, in front of any place that had like just old magazines that were basically free in yeah. front of the stores and we, we came back, we went to CVS, got these little white cardboard boards, built it up and we just added goals, you know? So you guys were basically busy planning. We were planning. Yeah. yeah. We were planning, but we, you know, we made yeah, it that's fun. fun time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Love we didn't that. have like the, take our foot off the gas in the way to where yeah. we just stopped completely, but we found mm -hmm. a way to incorporate it in the holidays and, and add our goals and, 
it cemented something for us that year for sure. I like that. So let's talk about as we we're moving on a pace here, but I feel like let's talk about goals and. Mm. I think it's great to plan your goals ahead for the new year and we'll get a little more into that. But just to reflect a little bit on 2023, we always ask, what's one big goal you achieved this year? But more importantly, what's one big goal you didn't achieve this year and what you could have done differently? Like basically what lessons you could take from that and just apply to the new year? That's a big one. You want to go yeah. first, Jay? Shoot. I mean, for me, I think... I reflect and if like some of the goals that maybe I didn't obtain probably didn't have strong enough meaning if I did mm. not obtain them. But I think mm, yeah. that I certainly had good intentions as far as I think putting out maybe more helpful, useful type of content as far as like programs or some guides, some ideas that I had that probably just didn't get there because I was I think my bandwidth was really being challenged. Yep. But I can't think of something that I live with, like a feeling of regret that I didn't get or that anything that's eating at me. I feel like I hit a lot of the general goals. But like at the same time, I think we have to think about that. If we don't feel like we're missing something, maybe we didn't aim high enough to really move us forward or shift us. I know mm -hmm. this last year, for me, there was a lot of unknown. And I think I left room for the uncertainty being that this was like the first true solid year mm -hmm. of having a child. And, <laughs> you know, my wife working from home a little bit, not really having as much work focus. And so I think there's a lot more pressure on me just to keep things moving or going. And so that's how I look back at this year. So no, that's real. That's real. Yeah. I say for me, man, it was, I'll call it spinning plates, you know, because mm. we're constantly adding new things to the table and new yeah. things to the show. So it's like I said, having a baby boy, I have a baby girl now, it's three. I got a baby boy, it's nine months. Dude's trying to stand mm -hmm. up now. So it's like, it's been a busy year to where I almost forgot like, oh yeah, we brought a whole child in this world. We can't be feeling mm -hmm. like, what did we do this year? You know, what didn't we get accomplished? And try to yeah. focus on the things that I did get accomplished. Yeah, I like that. I was more present this year. That was one thing I remember saying mm -hmm. on one of the shows. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make like sure that, that I'm more present. And mm -hmm. because I was more present, it took me away from music at times. But then I was finding ways to incorporate music with family, such as, you know, when I did the show on CBS, I had to interview on local news here. I brought my family mm -hmm. with me. So finding opportunities to blend these ideas and these thoughts uh, was a big goal for me so I can keep the plate spinning. So I don't necessarily have mm -hmm. to sacrifice one for the other. Finding a way to be able to do yeah. both was a big yeah. goal for me. And I think I found I found some light. Not saying I'm a hundred percent I master the craft, but I'm finding some light and some room to do it. That was a yeah. big piece for me. Yeah. So I think what I gather and what dreams and Jay hit on to this in in life, you have kids and there's always this uncertainty, but you never let go of your passion and it kind of circled back for you, dreams, True. where you can integrate the two together, a family and your music passion. I think for me, and the question again is what is one thing that you didn't achieve this year and could have done differently? I think when I travel, I sort of got off my health plan, my routine, and it's always good to be proactive and think, okay, when I'm traveling, what could I do? And Jace always talks about that. When I'm traveling, what could I do? Jump ropes, if I could do you know, body squats, push-ups, things like that when my environment changes. 
So I remained consistent. So I think that was a piece of me that it's like, damn, I lost consistency for weeks. You know, mm. you're tired from jaded a little bit from traveling and you're meeting people. And so I think proactively planning, especially when travel is involved. Mm. I want to move on to the next question here. And the question is, are you guys planning for the year dreams i know you just spoke about last year you guys or a memory you had of you guys planning with a vision board and stuff are you guys actively planning for the new year if so what's one big advice you can give to the listener listening right now who wants to set some big goals for 2024 mm. i'll jump in real yeah. quick yes sir i know that the we are my wife for example is she's had the goal to be able to be at home with her child and be able to spend more time and contribute to income and, and create her own business from home to be able to support and contribute overall. And with her, she has this game plan that she's doing. And I think it starts with where I'm going with this is just reverse engineering. Like we have the goal that we want to be able to be more mobile, whether it's mm-hmm. renting our place out and going traveling more. We have this vision of, I think by the end of the first quarter of the year, we want to be able to go be on the road for 30 days somewhere, maybe try out, you know, whether it's a rental or rent our place out and do that. And so for us, this idea of reverse engineering, like what will it take for us to get there? Like is our house Mm -hmm. ready to rent out if we want to take that approach? Mm -hmm. Do we have enough disposable income that we feel comfortable taking on some extra expenses, you know, to handle our pets and so on? So for us, it's more so like, what is it going to take for us to have that sense of freedom financially and not be tied down. And it's something mm-hmm. that we've really worked quite a while on is having this lifestyle by design. And I think mm-hmm. that we're closer than ever. And this next year, we want to, before our child is in school that she needs to be in on a consistent basis, that we want to be able to travel and experience and go on hikes and you know, yeah. go enjoy the island life in the endless summer more. <laughs> so Jake, let me ask you a quick follow-up question. When you say reverse engineer, like how do you reverse engineer? So this is, I think of a cool topic. Let's say Mm -hmm. you have, and for us specifically, let's say there's a financial goal that you have. Like you want to generate whatever you feel like is required. Let's say it's, you know, Mm $300,000 a year in income because that's the comfort that you want to be able to set aside savings and everything. Reverse Mm -hmm. engineering, I say is, well, what does it take if we block that down and, and chunk that down? So if that's the annual thing, like what does it take quarterly to plan out for us to be able to get there and when you zoom in a little bit more quarterly what does that take monthly like hours wise how many leads do we need to generate yes and then you break that down and then you can start to look at what your week needs to look like as far as planning chunking out events and it really comes down to just a system so if part of what you're doing is creating content Mm -hmm. you have a day per week that you stick to it nothing Mm -hmm. can mess with this you have to guard this and that is chunked up time that you're going to do that throughout the week and then mm-hmm. you have another day that's dedicated for this and you leave a little bit of room for miracles freedom flexibility or so on <laughs> but i think that some people forget to do that like if you have a goal and you need to obtain new skills that's where reverse engineering is really handy like right. and just try this on for a moment listeners you could and if you zoomed out like five years in five years you could have so many new skills. You could have a, a degree. You could have whatever it was you that's needed true. that you feel like is holding you back, which that's a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you break that up in as little as one year. If you just focused on, you know, an hour a day focused on a new skill set, you'd be absolutely dangerous. Whether that's doing online work or building ads or music, whatever the case is. And so yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's why I want people to think about that. 
we can get overwhelmed when we think like, well, I don't have all these skill sets. But it's like, mm-hmm. if you realize how much you could build as far as skills that are actionable and tactical yeah. in these short periods of times, it just takes you now in that year dividing that by 12 into the months, what do you need to do, weeks, so on. Mm-hmm. I, I love that's, that. I love that. That's definitely Reverse it. engineering. Reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. Dreams, I want to ask you the same question. The question is, if you're planning for the new year, and what's mm-hmm. one big advice you can give to the listener who wants to set some big goals? Definitely. Jay kind of, he led to that. Reverse mm-hmm. engineering, it, it basically helps you create a system when you go forward with it. You got to create a yeah. system of discipline. Mm. Yeah. What am I doing during these hours of the day? What am I doing on this day of the week? And how can I make sure that I prioritize that thing every day of the week? If your goal is to be a podcaster and be consistent with that, are you setting mm-hmm. time every day of the week? No excuses. Hey, I'm going to be here. We're prioritizing this. And you know, unless something really, really comes up. So let me ask you a follow-up question with that. Like when you say prioritize, do you actually go on your phone or your calendar and put that in there? What's a method you use to prioritize? The big piece for me, being a family man, is communication. Mm-hmm. For those that can affect your time, you have to communicate to those that can affect your time. Hey, that's true. I'm prioritizing this time for this every day of the week. And everybody's yeah. got to be on board. If it's yeah. important to you, it should be important to them. If not, you got to kind of reassess that circle then too. So having a goal and priority can help you with so many decisions in general. And that's something that I'm finding in life. Like as soon as I have a goal, I find out who supports me. I find out who or what is going to be an obstacle for that goal. And then I can start to prioritize where I'm putting the value of these relationships, where I'm putting the value of that activity and it mm-hmm. allows me to better organize my thoughts going forward. It allows it to be more linear. So right. finding ways to prioritize your time will help you create a system and allow you to be more effective and more disciplined. And that's my goal mm-hmm. is to find this system. Knowing for me personally, okay, yeah. when does baby boy go to sleep? All right, we're putting him to bed. Everybody's to bed at eight. That gives me four mm-hmm. hours and 12 o'clock where I have to wake up and feed him again or I just use this hour and don't go to sleep from 8 to 12. Now feed him, get him set. Then I'm sleep at, what, 12.45 after getting him back to pee. And then I right. got about five hours to get ready for my day. How am I making sure I'm prepared? So all these pieces, finding ways to find the patterns in your life. Yeah. Mm. I, I love that. I want to touch, you know, acknowledge you for that and, and touch on that. Like, you know, it's funny. Now your life, the way that it is, like, obviously you need the support that you have with your wife and your family. Without the challenges that you have now with your new schedule, having two kids, full-time job, all of this, you're forced to respect time in a different way. And it forces you, if you want to move anything forward, like think about this. You could easily say, I'm exhausted when I come home and I just need time to unplug and relax. Or you then block these times off and say, this is what keeps me in alignment, moving forward and really fueling me up. And by me making time to do this, I'm filling my cup up. And it actually gets done because I'm on the hook. You know what I mean? And I think that it's really important because if we don't have things planned, whether you consider it's just writing them down, scheduling them, or having that purpose, it's so easy just to turn into good intentions. And you can say, oh, yeah, these are things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But you're making it happen and you're making sure that your environment supports that. And it's such a fine line. Like if you don't do that, it's just easy to look back on your year and be like, oh, that was just, you know, I wanted to do these things, but I didn't get them done. So. Mm-hmm. 
Hey listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. As we move into this next question, I think it's a very valid. What's a passion project you want to start, accomplish next year? I think, and I'll answer this first, I think one of them, or the big one for me on my mind, other than a podcast, other than business, this is more like a passion project. There is this film I want to create. It's about this 1989 soccer football team. We call it football in outside of the States, (laughs) but it's a soccer team in 1989, this Trinidad team that had an amazing run all the way up to they were just one point to get in, into the World Cup. And I want to create this amazing documentary, capture this time and this moment and interview the players and stuff. And it's been on my mind for a while. And mm. I was just like, this is a big project. And this feels very passionate to me. And it hits home because it's like my home country. Mm. So that's my question for you. What's a passion project? And there's a follow-up question after this, but what's a passion project you guys are working on for next year? Yeah. One thing I'm doing in the local area, I want to get local artists, local influencers together and just create a energy mm-hmm. of just expression, creativity. But with the purpose, I want to kind of connect that with my give back, with finding a way to create like a donation system or part of whatever somebody contributes. We're going to make this and then finding that charity that I really want to support or that organization that I really want to support. So that's going to involve me networking, getting out there, finding out who needs this, who needs what, being more observant in my interactions. And what I mean is finding the needs. If someone speaks to something, not just saying, oh, man, yeah, good luck with that. We're saying, well, what do you need to help with that? And then who all mm-hmm. is being involved? Let's hear more of this idea and allow my mind to be more open and not so me, me, me this year, because it was a little easier to be yeah. selfish this year because I had so much going on. I was selfish with my time. Like you said, mm-hmm. when you have limited time, it makes you prioritize it differently. But as a kid, I was becoming more independent and I'm truly blessed. I want to find a way to give back. So that's going to be my big passion project this nice. coming year. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you, Jay? I dig it, man. That, that's powerful. I think that's something that's meaningful that really fuels everybody around you, but also mm-hmm. just, I think, that giving power, it's such a way when you're thinking beyond yourself. Yeah. It's just such a powerful like power plant that puts out energy mm-hmm. all over the place. I dig it. For me, a big passion project, I think you guys know I, I talk a lot about the culinary side of things and cooking. Mm. Yeah. My story comes back from me being a child and falling in love with cooking. It's just been like a, a key and a vehicle for my career, for my life. Passion is the cooking side of things. And, you know, I had published a book. And I remember multiple people saying, you know, you should do something for kids. And I always kind of, I deposit this back in my head. This started probably six, seven years ago that, okay, down the road, I will. Now that I have my child and I want to get her involved with cooking and the awareness of it. And I noticed the difference of how she responds to different food and recipes. Like for example, you know, it's not just about making pancakes from scratch. It's about how you make them, so, mm. you know, caramelized bananas and using yeah. just quality ingredients and toppings and so on. And creating that passion. And I've created a collection of favorite 
meals for kids that are also like parent friendly because you hear so okay. many people say oh, i end up eating my kids food and so where i hope to go with this is creating some content and a guide around incorporating this desire to get into the kitchen and create something that creates that. this bonding mm. time that you get to do together with the mm -hmm. kids and recipes that truly are nourishing but it's a way to really spend time together and elevate your interest with health and cooking and playing around with like why you're using these different types of ingredients or so on. Yay. And so that's been something I keep fueling and I've, mm -hmm. I feel like that is going to turn into something that I put out into the world this next year in 2024. I love that. Seems like you're on a similar path on what we were talking about earlier, finding ways to like take that passion, but get your family involved because- yeah. It's sometimes it's hard to prioritize both, but if you could find a way to take the things that you love most and connect those dots, man, that's, that sounds yeah. like a great year, 2024 for you, for sure. <laughs> most, most, yes. What about you, T? Yeah, so as I mentioned, that film I want to create with that 89, we used to call them the Strike Squad. And the question I have, the follow-up question for this is, what uncomfortable action you intend to take mm. for the next year to achieve this passion project, meaning it goes past the ordinary, moving past the easy, stepping into the deep. And for me, I think when I think about creating a film, it's something I've never done before, not on that level. What does it take? I have to talk to people, connect with people on the phone, in person, interview people, you know, have someone who's good at planning to help me move this forward. So it's a lot of moving pieces. And I think the one uncomfortable action is to really get out of my comfort zone and connect with strangers, total strangers in this industry who have knowledge and contacts with these players and people who have good stories to tell in about that time and people who have good cinematography skills who can collaborate with me. So it mm -hmm. becomes a collaborative effort. It's just not me and my own isolated bubble working on a project. It's collaborative. And I think that's uncomfortable action for me. So I'm curious, based on what you guys said, what's the uncomfortable action you're going to take to achieve that passion project? Oh, if man. there's any. Man, I already thought of it. I want to have to invest money. I'm, I'm a banker, you know, by heart. I think I was born a banker, born in like this industry of finance. And mm -hmm. I try to, even though I like style, I like nice things, I consider myself frugal, right? So having to invest in something where I like to take the DIY approach, mm -hmm. I'm always trading time. I would rather trade some time over money right now because I have more time than money in a sense, right? <laughs> I got years and years and years of time. I got a finite amount of money at this particular time in life. So I'm going to have to invest and switch that up and, you know, leverage other people and depend on others to help bring forth some visions and some ideas that I have and pay for services and trust them with my creative ideas, which is probably the biggest piece over money. I'm going to have to trust others with my creative idea, with my vision mm -hmm. and collaborate more. So you're talking about hiring people and trusting people to help you bring this community of music together correct this this, yeah correct i'm gonna have mm -hmm. to invest financially yeah in those relationships that's always scary that is yeah. always scary because it doesn't have a direct <laughs> roi to it does project because it's a passion project you know so yeah jay what's your stepping out of your comfort zone next year yeah i'm a big fan so i mm -hmm. think before i talk specifics i think 
Mm-hmm. This next year is the year of the dragon, baby. So I think we have to <laughs> think about are we are we going to be facing the dragon or are we making dragons out of lizards? Remember, we mm. talked about that in the past. So for me, I'm really hitting hard with these ideas of the 30-day challenges. And one of the challenges like every day out of that, the month where I'm doing these focuses mm-hmm. is really building that discipline and doing some hard things things that naturally provide some resistance up front. And for me, mm-hmm. I'm a creative. The creative stuff fuels me, but the implementing can be a struggle for me. So for me, something that I've been doing is forcing myself to do these different time blocks yeah. where I write down a task and I put, you know, more importantly, like what the task is, how it moves me forward to make sure that I'm not just getting confused with this idea of busy work and quote unquote productivity. Yeah. I'm making sure that I'm blocking out little times and I just hit the timer. And I think that if I say I'm going to work 25, 30 minutes, just deep work in this project and just going as hard as I can, distraction free for these moments and really just connecting the dots with different things. So for me, here's an example. Like when it came to me writing up guides or books or updates of things, I literally just put a list of like, all right, this chapter, it's all I'm working on for this period of time. Right. Like even though there's other things that I want to do and feel better, I'm forcing myself to do that. And I think that that's paying off is kind of like working muscles in the gym. I'm forcing myself to have more of a focus. I'm forcing myself to have that discipline. Yes, sir. And I like to think that it gets easier because I get stronger. And I think that it's just removing the emotions and my feelings out of things and yes. like just diving into things. So for so me, good. I love the playing around in the kitchen, but the <laughs> documenting side of things mm. is something that I don't look forward to as much. And so I know that I need to do more of that or get help. And I think that's another reminder too, is like this is a year that I'm not going to be afraid to ask for help where I need it or hire help where I need it. And I think that for those of you who can think of like what stopped you from moving this passion project or work project, whatever it is forward, like who could you hire that can just unlock or get you past this block or whatever that is holding you back? So I think mm-hmm. that's it. That's the one that's right amazing. there, Jay. That's the one. Yeah. Asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's good more it. of it. Maybe yeah. that's more yeah. of what I'm afraid to do. But I'm going to get good at it. Fear of rejection that we have at times or, you yeah. know, is it going to mess with my motivation? The fear of rejection, mm-hmm. the fear of like projection that I'm mm-hmm. projecting myself as somebody that needs and wants help. And like, that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And asking for help brings people together. And I think that that's something that without a doubt, we need not hesitate. That's a way to move forward. Yes. When you think of success-minded people, like yeah. one of the biggest skill sets that these people have is this level of urgency, the level yes. of getting from point A to point B faster. Like rather yeah. than just vaguely wanting something, you are deciding to do it and you can move and make such a massive difference in life if you just decide to have that urgency. So true. I think that's so important because the urgency and everything, because if you delay it, that passionate drive, there's so much distractions in the world right now and you could just go off course. And so when you have that momentum, that energy, and you have that feeling of urgency, move with it as fast as possible, speed of implementation, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're coming close to the end of this episode. I have two more questions I wanted to ask you guys. The second to last question is, what's one big lesson that has hit home for you this year? that you can put into your life moving forward? That's a deep one, but... That's the time, yeah. What's one big lesson that hit home for you this year that you can put into your life moving forward? And that's good for the listeners to think about. For me, it was prioritizing my time. 
because mm-hmm. I felt like I was trying to be a lot of different things mm-hmm. for a lot of different situations. You want to show up at work. You want to show up with your passion projects. You want to show up with your goals, your dreams, to music. You want to show up for your family. And like Jay was saying, being that person of good intentions, but not feeling productive or even having a perception that you're not showing up for these people that are dependent on you because they're vocalizing it. You're like, mm-hmm. well, damn, I can't be all these things that I want to be at once. I got to find a way to do this. So prioritizing my time was yeah. the biggest lesson. I think you mentioned that earlier in this episode where you talk about trying to be a superhero. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Where you're trying to be the superhero and trying to do all these things and make everyone happy, mm-hmm. but it becomes a diminishing return. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Jay, you want to chime in? Yeah, I'd say for me, this has just been a year of really of stepping up, I think, of understanding that to stretch my capability of what I'm actually capable of doing. I think taking on more responsibilities around the house for providing mm. for business and then not letting it stop there, like knowing that I still need to feed my passion and purpose. And so I've just realized that I think the lesson is stepping up. Mm-hmm. I was just looking through my passion planner every month. There's a review of lessons. And what I see a lot of it is just this bias for action and like just realizing that I'm capable and I can grow my container for like what I'm capable of doing more, especially as I give myself that break to unplug, to rejuvenate and come back. But for me, I think it's just that to not get complacent. I think this Mm -hmm. last year I haven't had that ability. And so making sure that I'm doing tasks that fuel me and fill up my soul. Yeah. And that's something I want to add to that is I have that written down in multiple areas like do it with soul. And I think that can mean so much different for people. Mm-hmm. But if it comes to brand, if it comes to you, you're doing something you're representing, like, does this have soul? Do you mm-hmm. feel like if this has something that's endorsed with you, you're feeling what you're doing? And are you living with that on a daily basis? Like, are the things you're touching, do they have soul? Or are they just there? Mm-hmm. So I know oh, that's kind real. of split up a bit. But I know that. that's good. Uh, that's a good that's response. Because you got me thinking about mm-hmm. some things that I should be doing. And putting my own stamp on it and pushing more. So mm-hmm. I'm motivated already just hearing you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it with soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to finish off on a light question, a fun question here. Any travel plans, fun plans for 2024? For me, I plan to, well, I'll be in Trinidad late this year into next year. I plan to go Monument Valley road trip and I want to go mm-hmm. to Europe again, see my family there. So that's fun plans in between of all the work and all the, passion projects and stuff. So what's some fun stuff you guys have planned really quick? I'll jump in real quick. I know mm-hmm. for us, we really love to do some sort of like island type of adventure nice. on, on a regular basis, whether it's, you know, we've kind of made a ritual around doing something for my wife's birthday at the beginning of the year and then around our anniversary time. And so mm-hmm. we discovered this really cool concept. Maybe you guys, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's this program called Trusted House Sitting. And so we signed up to mm-hmm. a membership and basically the way it works is, and this is all over the world, it's really popular in, in Europe and, and other areas, but it's popular in the US. What it is, is you can pick a destination that people, for example, I might have mentioned this before, have pets. For example, they could have dogs, cats, monkeys, whatever. And <laughs> you can either have people come to your house and watch your house and leave. So that way somebody's at your house and taking care of your pets, but you can do the same. So I'll just give you an example. Like mm-hmm. in Hawaii, let's say, you know, Atlanta, Kai, Hawaii, somebody has a dog, you can apply in this different times throughout the year. So you can go for like 
two weeks and all you have to do is take care of their pets and you get to stay in their place and live this experience. And so where this is beneficial is it saves you on paying, you know, some places they're $500, $600 a night and you get to go and hang out with pets throughout this experience. And so we signed up for this membership service and we're going to sample that out. We have this (laughs) idea to travel from East Coast to West Coast using a combination of that and then just staying where we need to just as an experience to share with our daughter. But the goal is to make it to some island destinations. That sounds so. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Cool. I love that. I've never heard of that. You guys got to check it out. It's pretty. It's like another level of Airbnb. (laughs) It it is. And so it's really cool. It's really cool. So stay tuned on that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely enjoy hearing that journey. How about you guys? Dreams? We're trying to get some cruises together, some family cruises. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. We figure next year both kids will at least be a year old. So thinking about some cruises, either off into the Caribbean. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know, we got our Florida fan. Caribbean queen, choice. baby. We could drop the kiddos yeah. with the parentals for a little bit and keep on trucking. Or we could take them with us. Just do mm-hmm. like a full family vacation. So that's one thing that's been on my mind Love as it. well. Now that we got this third generation of Wesleys and everything. Maybe I'll get a trip out to Disney World and just hit a few of the parks since my dad and everybody's out there. That would be cool. So those are two things that I'm thinking about. Because your dad lives in Florida, right? My dad lives in Florida. My mom can fly down. She's on the East Coast. So I think it would really bring the family together. So I've been looking forward to creating that memory. (laughs) It's cool. Okay. And that brings us to the end of the episode. I want to leave with an experiment, at least my experiment. You guys could pitch in. I would say... If we focus on one thing from this episode, was one passion project you plan to take or achieve or do or start next year, at least start it next year, the passion project. And what's one, at least one uncomfortable action you're willing to take towards that passion project? So mm. that's the experiment I want to leave the listeners with. Dreams and Jay, you have anything to add to the experiment or anything you want to? I think it's perfect based on what we on? talked about today, man. I think that's a perfect experiment. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it myself. I'm going to hone in on it and I mm-hmm. tighten it up even more. Yes, sir. Nice. Nice. Sounds hey, Jay, good. good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. All right. Wait, Jay, you ain't got and nothing I... to say? She's <laughs> uh, lost her words. She's speechless. That's a good experiment. If Jay ain't got nothing yeah. to say, man, you hit that on then, the nose. Yeah, Passion there project. You go. There you go. Uncomfortable action. action. There you go. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> There you go. I love it. All right. That's it. Have a great new year and all the best with your goals and dreams. We out. We out. Boom. Boom. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.